This is Becky Stevens from Reading's Indie Urban Market, and you're listening to the Real Reading Podcast. Hello. Hello. I'm Hugh Ford. I'm Rachel Nemeth. And I'm Tom Canning. And welcome to episode 31 of the Real Reading Podcast with our special guest this week, Becky Stevens from Reading's Indie Urban Market. I keep getting that the wrong way around. Urban Indie Market? Indie Urban Market. Indie Urban Market. That's Mar- right. Market Urban Indie? No, it's not that. No? No. no. Um, Murky Indie. Also, confusingly, Becky's surname is a first name. So that's going to confuse it even more. Stephen Becky. Stephen Becky. Um, if you enjoy our ramblings about Reading, and after that little, I, idea, very, who I would very be? much doubt it. <laughs> yeah, there um, many people left. Please hit subscribe on your podcast <laughs> app to get the latest episode every Monday morning. And if you want to get involved in the show, you can find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod, Facebook by searching Real Reading Podcast, and we're on Instagram. And please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That would be marvellous. Um, you can check out our new podcast index with all the major talking points on past shows at www.inyourarea.co.uk slash news slash RRP index because I realised I've been reading out the wrong address for the last couple of weeks which is annoying. Oh, good. So that's great. That's yeah. really it's, uh, yeah. it's a well-oiled <laughs> machine so sorry about that everybody. It definitely is there. Um, what have you been up to? What have we been up to? Yeah. Rach, you last couple of weeks you've had rock choir, you've had flash mobs. Oh, yeah. crazy, this crazy... Is a comparatively a quieter week. Okay, that's... None of the travelling of last week. Yeah. Brief respite from that before off to Tunbridge Wells. Flash mobs? Not flash mobs. Oh, that's a shame. No. Tunbridge Wells could do with a flash mob. I am partial to a flash mob. <laughs> 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 Love it. <laughs> Uh, what have I done Uh, oh just the usual really working went to a nice little community thing in Solling Common where I grew up they were celebrating a hall being Uh, old (laughs) hundred years I'm going to go for Hundred years. It's a war of... memorial hall, so okay. it fits, doesn't so, yes, it? Yeah. Yes, hundred years of some bricks yes. standing in a field. But it was nice. Um it was good. Um <laughs> trying to think of something like groundbreaking that I've done. And That's okay. We'll let you it. off. Yeah. Hugh, what have you been up to? I have spent a lot of time in my loft because we are in the process of moving house. Oh yes, of course you are. Yes, you are I believe you said to me earlier. I'm doing an irritating thing at the moment where I'm having to decorate two houses at the same time. This is true. Yes, we're moving into an unoccupied flat, which has been lit to left to rot a bit and needs decorating from top to bottom. It might sound easier just to stay where you are. Well, (laughs) (laughs) Um, and yeah, our flat also needs some work. Our, our house also needs some work to do because we are hoping to rent it out. Looked after it dreadfully. Uh, It's cosmetic changes okay. Tom it, it, we have not looked after it dreadfully it is a small amount of work that needs doing um, so we will be backwards and forging from one place to another and I spent a lot of time in the loft which is very hot very cramped and it has a, that wonderful thing where you can if you know, look where you put your feet you can yep. crash through, Straight your, through, through the, your roof have you got really itchy from the um, insulation fibreglass yeah, insulation it's that's pretty great. bad yeah and um I find that the uh, process of one person getting stuff out of a loft is quite tricky because a lot of the <laughs> stuff if is 
you can get it through through the hatch going up, but then having you standing in the hatch trying to pull it back down again, it, it leads to a bit of a squash situation. And a few what, like juice. Yeah, yeah, yes, it makes you very dehydrated and you need squash <laughs> afterwards. Do apologise to our listeners for the quality of humour on show today. <laughs> right up there with stats about standard. Yeah, yeah well, in fact, it's a general, general apology for all our, all our efforts. <laughs> That's what I'm doing, moving house in a very slow and steady manner, which is quite fits you perfectly. Yeah. I thought something exciting. Go on. Um, so, sticking on a theme, I... Rock Choir yep. was back last night. Oh. New term started after the summer break. Um, and we are doing... I'm hoping it's one of your faves, this okay. term. Go on. Is it Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi? Been there, done that. Yeah, it's that's already, already first, in the like, repertoire. That's day one of Rock Choir. I was going to say, but that, uh, that my understanding of Rock Choir is, that, is that's all they do. And they disband. Just that. <laughs> <laughs> From the top. <laughs> No, this term we are learning footloose. Oh, hello. Yeah, I thought you'd like that. That's going to be very difficult, difficult to sit yeah. still whilst we're singing that. Is that difficult to do? It's got. I mean, well, uh, yeah, we only started it last night, so we've only done a chorus and a verse. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's. It is quite. What is quite difficult is when you know a song like that really well yeah. because you've sung it in the car. Flares <laughs> many times. <Flares>. Reflex. <laughs> Reflex. Walkabout back when it was cool. World. Back when Walkabout was cool. When somebody suddenly goes, you know what you've been singing for thirty <coughs> years. Uh, that's not what you're going to sing anymore. So mm. here's you your harmony to, part. You have to learn what? the actual words the as actual, well. The actual words. That's always a shocker. Yeah. Oh, yes. I haven't been singing that. <laughs> yeah, is that the one where Kevin Bacon is in the yes. video running yes. running around? And yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker's in it as well. Oh, I didn't know that. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. It's you... a good film. I don't know if you've uh, I don't know if you've noticed that the podcast titles have started giving the podcast some crazy titles just from things we say. So uh, the first podcast that you were on Rachel was called "How to Get a Tent Down a Toilet." Oh, nice. Um, last week was called Legacy. Uh, the King of Ghana." Yeah. Um, I've decided on this week's podcast title already. So uh, we will find out at some point. Oh, okay. Be a secret. I'm going to leave it a little yeah. mystery. Leave it hanging. Okay. Okay. Um, now, we're going to make some changes to this next feature, but currently it's called What We Like This Week. Might get a bit moany. Rachel, <laughs> Rachel's a little bit, uh, you know. Good at moaning? Yeah, she, li- she likes moaning. Yeah. So that's what she likes to do. So that's what she's like this week, isn't it? Well, that's not that's not strictly fair. It's normally I'm quite positive and upbeat, but I said to Tom could I talk about this today because it's not often that something winds me up. Like, you, you see you like, say this, but I, I remember a time when we used to work together and I was much, much younger than I am now and you wouldn't allow me to talk to you until 10am. Yeah, because you were really annoying. <laughs> there was a rule. And I also 10 a, 10 needed to have at least very, three coffees generous. before. That hasn't changed. <laughs> that's that's right. I, I don't like I just to talk to that. people <laughs> early in the morning. Okay, well, on to what we've <laughs> sort of liked this week. Um... Yeah, so I know we're supposed to talk about things we like, but I'm going to have a rant in instead. In the style of Family Guy, this has really ground your gears. It has ground my gears a bit. No, um, no you spent, spent on sound effects there. So, I live in the Lower Caversham area. Mm. 
and there are some proposed changes to parking restrictions down there. <sighs> Everybody steady, just throw the grenade and step steady. back. Yeah, wow. So they've been sort of talking about this for a long while and different things they could try and I've... I think what I'm struggling with is that I gave my feedback of what I sh- thought should happen mm-hmm. and that is not what the proposal is. <laughs> I'm like, I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> I so told you, you what you need to do and you're not, you're not doing it. So, so yeah, so the major um, issue here is that you are right. They are wrong. <laughs> Those people, traffic experts, <laughs> yeah. inverted quotes. They've wrong. done it wrong, yeah. which is it's a bit awkward. So now I've had to give them a feedback again and go, your little proposal, that's not going to work. See, the way you've just said that is in chills. Yeah. And if I was a traffic expert, is that I would passive be aggressive again? changing my view. No, passive aggressive. So the proposal is to basically make all of the roads between Gosbrook Road and Southview Avenue shared resident permits, the whole lot. Right. Because the issue is that it's sort of the first bit of roads that isn't permit at the moment. Mm -hmm. So lots of people park there to walk into town for work. Perfectly legally. Perfectly legally. Sometimes parking very... Poorly. Poorly, which is frustrating. I totally get why they park there. So they're going to make all of it permit only which the first issue with that is all you're doing is not solving the problem in that parking in the town centre is ridiculously expensive and that's why people are parking there. So they just won't park on my road, they'll park on one two streets over that is now the closest (laughs) non-permit one and you've just pushed the problem 100 metres that way and then you'll have the same thing a year or two down the line. So it's not solving the problem, it's just moving it is my first problem. Secondly, my road, apart from four masonettes at the other end who have got their own off-street parking, there's only houses on one side of the road, half of which have got their own driveways. Not mine, but half of them have. But they're proposing to make both sides of the road permit only. I don't think it all needs to be (laughs) permit only. That's just like blanket coverage you don't need that many permit spaces and so from a selfish point of view when I have people coming to visit it's going to be more difficult I'm going to have to give permits out whatever but also there's a little industrial unit on the street where the people who work there park there they're not going to be able to park anywhere so they're going to end up yes it just it, it doesn't feel like... It, it feels like somebody's given them a problem. They're going, right, we'll just blanket coverage it. It's fine. But I think it needs to be more detailed than that to make it actually work for the residents and for the people who work there. And then there's a hall at the end of the road, um, St John's Church Hall, where there's loads of um, you know, like aerobics classes yeah. and judo, karate, whatever... People won't be able to park to use though to go there. It, I just think it it needs more thought. Yes. So I'm actually, sure this is, get a bit ranty. Well, it's that's not ranty at all. This is entire, This is the opposite of sticking a plaster on a broken leg. This is the opposite way around. It's like let's wrap the whole body in yes. a plaster cast <laughs> and just it'll all be yeah, fixed. And then hope fix that graze heals itself at some point. <laughs> 
So maybe I don't have the full picture yet because the details um, were a bit sketchy on the letter yes. that came through the door. I think there's a meeting at the library next week um, to go in and talk to so, councillors about it. But I'll tell you what you should do. So this, so down, do? uh, down circuit. Not lane. have a car. Down, well, mm, but you need a car because okay. people need need a car. That's mm. fine. Um, down down uh, circuit lane in Southcote there, and, and in Southcote in general, there's a don't park on the verge on the grass verges thing, okay. which is, as far as I'm aware, in the bits that I go through, largely adhered to, except for one person who just parks on the verge, which just does it and has done ever since the thing came in. They just park on the verge. So I think you should just. Do what you want, regardless of <laughs> what the rules are. <laughs> because it seems to work. Just don't pay Just don't pay it. All right, okay. Fine. So we're advocating total anarchy on the, yep. the podcast this week. Well, um, <laughs> I'm joking. Just give I, me a little insightful view from. Uh, your I know a bit about this. I thought um, you might. On uh, the per- parking permit thing, and it's one of the things the council thinks it does particularly well and there is a huge amount of <laughs> a chat to me, um, <laughs> demand for in roads all around the area for parking permit schemes because of this issue of people who don't live there parking their cars there to, to utilise free parking rather than leaving their car at Reading Station for example which is what isn't it 20 quid a day or something it's there? a lot it's a lot it's a amount. lot it, yeah um, and the permit system eradicates that um, because people ultimately don't want they want to be able to they, you don't want to come does back it from though, Hugh, or does it like I said just push it to the next street people are clearly well, walking from Caversham into town yeah well, so think, are you going to be bothered about walking two minutes extra from the next road along well I think it will come to a point where there's there's so little non-permit parking around the town that people won't, be, won't either, either know where it is or be able to park there and so um, that, that's kind of I think that's kind of the idea um, I can I know of a couple of places where you can park for free um, we've we've definitely there discussed aren't many, there aren't many houses that were kind of in, it's an industri- sort of industrial areas that, yeah but we, we've definitely stuffed, stuffed discussed this at length before about parking and how uh, you know we should all get the bus and all this kind of thing but and I think I've had a different opinion on a previous podcast, so I'm going to be a complete hypocrite here, I think. But ultimately, if you make everything a permit parking and someone just needs to go into town, they're just not going to go into town and they're going to go yeah. somewhere else. At some point, there's got to be some sort of mm. leeway in this whole thing because if everything, if parking in Reading is so expensive, which it really is, yep. at some point, it's people are just going to go elsewhere. It's a bit of an. I've talked about this before. It's a bit of an impossible situation, yes. isn't it? Because you're encouraging people to use public transport, use the bus, but also you're kind of penalising people for driving in by increasing costs and having permit areas on on any areas where there might be a little bit of street parking mm. for those people who do want to nip into town very quickly. But also, people's attitudes towards public transport and their their own cars are at odds with what the council is trying to do so you've got kind of a standoff going on as well between yeah. the motorist and the authority and sort of shutting off the entire whole of Reading to to cars and only making it bus only so 
hypothetically shut off the whole of the IDR and make it public transport only, mm. and um, so people couldn't physically get into Reading by car, which would be a very extreme measure against the motorist. You're always going to have these problems. There's always going to be um, the odd space here and there off off yeah. the streets. The parking permit scheme, you can't just you can't just do it all in one go. It has there's a process where you have to people in the street have to say we want to be permit only and the council has to consider that. So what um, is the motivator behind the permits? Is it to make it so people, more better for the residents yeah. to be able to park or is it for the council to drive people to having to drive people? Yeah. Uh, yeah. See what I did there? To have to park in the town centre to make some money or because the, we'll have to be buying I mean, extra permits if we've got more than one car to make some money for the council. What's the motivator? Is it for the residents or is it for the council? Probably both. The council, the councillors would probably never say. Um, they, they, have, they have said that they need to ge- generate revenue from parking because of all the problems they have raising, getting money off the government with the costs they have. That we've talked about many occasions, written about on many, many occasions, and stuff like that. So there is there is an incentive for the council to to generate money um, from that, but it's you know it's money that just gets spent back out on transport issues. Is so there an option is- to have permit restrictions sort of at certain times? Because the issue is during the week. Right, so you have you'd have a permit to park, say, after work overnight, and then once once you left at nine o'clock, no, the opposite, yeah, the opposite way around. So people come and park there between half eight and six, and that's when it's a problem because everybody's gone to mm. work. The parking is ridiculous. I often have to park miles down the road if I happen to go out and come back, but then in the evenings and at the weekend, it's really empty. So. Like we'll have yeah. all this residence, you know, permit holder parking all down the street that's not being used, yeah. which is my point. That makes some of it so that the residents are okay, that we've always got somewhere to park near our homes, but where it's not necessary, yeah. leave some of it yeah. free. I mean, you'd imagine that there's these scenarios in all these different streets, different scenarios, um, and then the council has to go through each one individually. And I'm sure I would say that even if you think they haven't listened to your feedback now, um, <laughs> that they might come the public meetings and stuff like that, they might then come up with an abridged version of what they're planning at some point. So then, then they'll do what, what I'm asking, yeah? I can't say they do exactly um, what you want to, you know. <laughs> I want a space outside my house at all times. Let's um, just be clear, I'm not sure that's what she's asking. Yeah, no, no, I might just be. Just like maybe see my car yeah. from the front of the house. Would be <laughs> That'd bonus. be nice, yeah. Um, but yeah, the I don't I, I can't tell you the, the how they how they operate and stuff like that. But there is a process in place, and certainly they take responses from people on what they're proposing and acknowledge those. Okay. They don't always do what people ask, because some people ask for really stupid things. So <laughs> not me though. Not you, no. But it, it could be the case that you've asked for one thing and your neighbours asked for something completely different and they have to, to come up with a compromise between the two of you, your demand. I know, compromise. Um, I have to have a word, don't I? I learned a long time ago just do what Rachel wants. It's much easier. <laughs> yeah, this is true. This no, is true. I'm going to be some kind of tyrant today. Um, but it ultimately, no, not, not unfair. 
Mm. Ultimately, it probably goes back to the fact there's there's too many cars generally on in a yes. confined space that is really really town centre, and the I'm, council has to manage that, but also try to reduce those the, the car use in a in a reasonable way that isn't just shutting off the entire yes. town. I think perhaps a little bit of PR for the buses would be, you know, how how good how good the buses are because I use the buses all the time and I yeah. talk about on here about and you use the buses. And we'd say how good the bu- how good Reading buses are and how easy it is and with the new app how good it is, but perhaps it needs more than us to uh, to be saying these kinds of things. Yeah, um, because it, it's a great alternative. Although of course sometimes you do need to drive, so yes, yeah. it's, it's as simple as that. You're never going to have in any situation a hundred percent bus use or a hundred percent car use. No. That, that's not going to work. If, but then the finding the balance between the two is extremely difficult, and yes. particularly to to pay for and you get all sorts of problems where you say this bus isn't used enough we're going to have to reduce it and then people say oh but I get it every day and then you know it's very very difficult especially Reading Reading's roads are a bit small generally to so start again really start again bulldoze the whole town we'll have 20 20 to 30 years of of road works (laughs) and everyone will be really really pleased with that and there'll be billions and billions spent on an entirely new Reading which people probably will still moan about as well does that answer your question at all, Rach? No, I'm still no. ranting. Okay, fine. Yeah. But should we move on? We should probably move yeah, on. Yeah, we talked about um, that quite a lot. <laughs> well, parking is an emotive subject, and it's one that we cover fairly regularly. Hugh, what have you got? Just be brief. Yeah, this is a bit... Sorry. <laughs> this is a bit more positive, something I've liked. This is a story we had uh, on the website. The Reading um, is, be- is in line, on course, shall I say, to become one of the first smoke-free towns in the country. This is a study that's been carried out by a American tobacco company, um, Philip Morris International, um, and it, it sort of monitors all the levels of, of low levels of people smoking and the rate that the people are stopping smoking. And Reading and Wokingham are uh, amongst the highest in the country. And it's, the research, research says that if um, if it continues in this manner, Reading could be cigarette free by 2027 which is nine years so cool. it'd be interesting to see whether that is the case I, I, I'm a little bit sceptical on this term cigarette free which suggests to me that no one in town will ever smoke ever again um, I can't entirely man- manage that but I'm, it, it's good it's, as it stands we haven't got any figures for Reading but the, um, the information we were given 8.8% of people in Wokingham smoke um, Reading Wokingham is even better than Reading, it's 2026 20, that they're predicted by. Um, so Reading is 2027, so the figure's probably about similar to yeah. 8.8, maybe a bit higher or lower. A bit. Um, <laughs> so it, it, it is good news. Um, we all know smoking, everybody who smokes knows it's unhealthy, um, and I'm sure everyone ideally in an ideal world who does smoke would, would like to not smoke it's also very expensive now yes um, but it, I think it's all like 10 quid a pack is it really cigarettes? Is I, don't, it? I don't smoke and I've never smoked and I'm trying not to be horribly righteous and judgmental about this but <laughs> we'll, we'll just go with the fact that um, we'll, um, the, the mo- most people who smoke would probably rather not smoke and um, and the, the reading is going in the, the right direction with regards to that and also um you know, if uh, if this is the case, if there's a, there's also always a littering issue about cigarettes as well. I 
I've, I've always found this puzzling that if I'm walking down the street eating a chocolate bar and I just throw the wrapper on the floor, that's, that's frowned upon as littering. But if I'm walking down the road throwing, eat, smoking a cigarette and throw the cigarette butt on the floor, no one bats an eyelid. And it's pretty much exactly the same process. So <laughs> why is one littering and the other not? So, you know, we, they need places to put them. Obviously, you don't want ch- people chucking them in hedgerows and starting fires and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, it'd be nice. Yeah. I think everyone would like to walk down the street and not see loads of discarded cigarette butts around. So this generally is good news for both the health of people in the town and the look of the town. And if it continues in this way, we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to, uh, if we're all still here in nine years' time, we'll go out and see, if we, can, see if we can catch anyone smoking. <laughs> That'll probably be about 40 quid a packet by then. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Hugh. Uh, mine this week is, uh, so we in the strange order that we record these at the moment, um, we're a little bit ahead of ourselves, so uh, it will have been a few weeks ago by the time this comes out. But uh, my favourite thing this week is the Good Beer Guide, which lists all of the best pubs in the country. I think it's about 4,500, um, and there's a whole bunch of them in Reading. So there's a load you'd expect from the Nags Head to the Ale House. We've, we've been to the Ale House before, haven't we? It's the one with all the cubby holes at the back. Oh, maybe yeah, a long time it ago. Used to be, the the hobgoblin, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's there's all sorts. There's all sorts of places. The uh, the one that I've not been to is the one at the called Park House at University of Reading. I don't know if you've no, been there at no, all. So, so there's there's loads of places in there. Um, the, uh, plenty of places all around Reading. There's also you know Ruscombe, Sandhurst. Uh, even goes as far as Wokingham and Bracknell, which uh, has got a couple of places as well. So it's all very good. I think the only slight issue I have with it at times, it's obviously it's an annual thing, but the list of pubs in it doesn't ever seem to change. It always seems to be kind of the same ones. And it'd be nice, you know, if there were a few more opening, but maybe that's just wishful thinking. Um, there's the one near, near you as well, Rachel. The Fox and Hounds Fox is in there Hounds. as well. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, that's good. for gin as well as beer. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, that that's so that was that what was what a job that would be. Yeah, just going go around and, and all comp- the... compile that list. I don't think it's one person, which is probably quite good. Four and a half thousand. We could, we could, we could probably team. do that. Yep, yep. I, I mean, Four and a half. I don't know how we'd pay for our travel or anything else because I imagine it's a full time <laughs> job going and checking all these places out. I mean, because that's that's the four and a half thousand is only the pubs that made the list. What about oh, all the other pubs yeah. that didn't make the list? I mean, there's some horrible places in there, isn't there? Can you imagine some of the dingy, grotty... Those estate pubs in Bracknell. Hey, hey, don't oh, start. Don't start you Bracknell. You know better than Sorry, no, no better. sorry, sorry, everyone. Never go um, for Bracknell. Get out. Do you remember, Tom, we, me and you went in the Fox and Hounds once and we, there was another guy there who also used to work here. Uh, I won't name him because we had this ridiculous argument. <laughs> with yes. <him>. Uh, <laughs> yes, I do. He... Claimed to be able to walk from the Fox and Hounds to another pub in Caversham, which was about three quarters of a mile away. Yes. In, what, in one minute. He reckoned he could run it in one minute. Yeah. And I'm just looking it up. Give me a second. Which, what, pub, was, no, it which was the other pub? It yeah. was uh, the. What's the other one that's near it? Um, it doesn't help. Clifton Arms. Clifton Arms, that was yeah. it, yes. You could run from there to there in a minute. Even I could run from there to there in a minute. Mm, no. We don't think you can. No, we, we, no, there was a lot of you, research done in the, during could. the argument. And so, there you go, you're on side, you're on the unnamed man's side. It's about side. 100 metres down the road. If, okay. if you've got I, the right pub, Clifton Arms is the one... It was the Clifton Arms, wasn't it? I thought it was the Griffin. 
I thought it was somewhere like the other side of Capsham, which was impossible to to get to in that period. That was the whole point. If it was a pub like next door, we might look a bit stupid. Yeah, yeah, it's it's before you even get to like Waitrose, the Clifton Arms. Oh yeah, I think for the sake of this story, we have to say I'd go moderation, (laughs) moderation, or um, the cunning man. (laughs) (laughs) It's two minutes. Apparently, it's a two-minute walk. Uh, anyway, there at the time, go. we whatever pub it was, there was no chance. I'm yeah. not sure it was the Clifton. We were in the Clifton Arms. Were we in the Clifton? Yeah, we were in the Clifton Arms. Oh, okay. So it may well have been... This, yeah. Anyway. It I would have been better if we... It's one of those beer-fueled debates. <laughs> silly arguments. Silly, we silly arguments. We, we should have rehearsed this conversation <laughs> better as well. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, in that in the, in case in that case, then we will <laughs> move on. Yeah. Um, thanks, guys. That is the end of part one. We've got part one now. I don't know if you noticed this. Uh, in part two, we will have the latest reading fact of the week. I know, can't wait. And we will have Becky Stevens. So uh, back shortly. Welcome to part two. Uh, it is time for our new feature. Uh, from it's our fact of the week, Reading fact of the week from the newly discovered uh, around Reading in '99 or so facts book. So Hugh, what is our Reading fact of the week? And make sure you speak into the microphone. I love this one. <laughs> he loves it. <laughs> this is the Sun Inn in Castle Street once had an underground hall which was used to house prisoners awaiting execution from the jail next door. Now, that's quite interesting for a start. Yes. It collapsed in 1947 from damage caused by circus elephants. <laughs> what? Why was there an elephant in the pub? You've written extensively about this. I have written extensively about this. My, my understanding was that the circus elephants were being kind of marched into from one point into another point and they um, they got out of control and crashed into the wall of the pub and causing it substantial damage um, to the point where the uh, the underground hall where, where people the, the prisoners had the did they escape very yeah, was pleasant. there people in there I can, can't confirm or deny whether there were people in there at the time but um, there's this, so much to think about yes there's so story. much going on this story is the reason that I regularly smile when I'm walking down the street and start singing the song from the Jungle Book when they're doing the Elephant March oh oh the name never mind yeah um, it's a good one and um, we have got quite a few pictures from the diff- different eras not going back to as far as 1947 yeah. but certainly from the 1970s um, of elephants going over Cavisham Bridge and um, going through the town as well and it was all to do with the old days of circuses obviously yes. it's not allowed now um, but elephants were apparently a fairly regular sight in, in Reading in the, in the 1970s Could you show me the one at the Cavisham I... Bridge? Yes. think we need to pull together a gallery on Facebook, on our Facebook page of elephants in Reading. Just pictures of elephants in Reading. We can do. Um, I'd like that. Yes, yes, we can do. What what we have, we, they have been used before. That's and, all right. Um, I don't there's mind. obviously a, um, 
you know, it's not acceptable these days. No, that's fine. Treating animals like that, but it was a, it was a. Uh, I, Quite a long I time ago. yes, I do understand that, and I um, completely understand that it is very unacceptable. However, we have pictures of elephants. It's in not. Ring. It's not that long ago that you you still had um, uh, elephants and other animals at circuses. Because I remember seeing an elephant at Mortimer Fairground at a circus. <laughs> wow, really? When I was when I was a teenager, so that. Wow. 30 well, odd years ago yeah 40, 50 years ago yeah, 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 yeah. Very funny. and that <laughs> was actually about 20 years ago okay. so it wasn't quite as real you know how you still think your child yes. is a bit oh yes recent. very much so but yeah so um, a pub in Reading an unlikely place for an elephant rampage was <laughs> very much damaged in the elephant rampage so thanks you that's one of the better facts actually uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks you. Now it is time for our interview with Becky Stevens from Reading's Indie Urban Market. Roll the tape. This is Becky Stevens from Reading's Indie Urban Market, and you're listening to the Real Reading Podcast. Who is the organizer? Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think organizer about right. of Reading's Urban Indie Market. Indie like, Urban Market. Indie urban it's market. about right. Okay. It, urban Indie Market. We could go over this for hours. It just could take a while. <laughs> um, I'm here with Becky Stevens, who is one of, one of the organizers or the organizer? The organizer. The organizer. Uh, and we're just going to talk about uh, the, the market itself. You, you've already had one, haven't you? We did. We had a market on the, well, I want to say the 9th. Of September. That sounds about right. Yeah, it was a Sunday um, at Brewdog, and it was great. So, yeah. how did how did t- tell us a little bit about the the market itself? So, it all started because um, I'm a maker myself. Yeah. Um, I've got a jewelry brand with my best friend. What? We sell through Etsy. Yeah. The, what do like, you make? Uh, it's all really colourful, bold, handmade jewelry. Okay. Um, so we were looking for a way to sell our stuff face-to-face to to our customers. Um, Like I said, we sell on Etsy, and um, Reading was one of the only towns we knew of that didn't have an Etsy-made local market. They happen every year in December. So we applied to run one of those, um, which we've been accepted for, so there will be one of those as well in December. Um, And in the process... um, we got asked to kind of make it more of a regular right. occurrence. So uh, Reading's Indie Urban Market was already born out of that. Okay, and and so for anybody that doesn't know, Etsy, talk, I've heard Etsy so a lot. Etsy is a global marketplace um, for selling handmade and vintage items. Right. Um, so there should be no like resellers or um, large companies on yeah. there. So you wouldn't get Marks and Spencer on there? No, <laughs> no, I'd hope not. Um, so it's basically people running small businesses um, from their homes, on their computers. Um, and then, like I said, it's worldwide so they can reach people all over the world with it. Oh, wow. Okay. So um, you said it was in Brewdog. So yes. upstairs at Brewdog. Uh, yeah. For anybody who doesn't know where Brewdog is, uh, where's Brewdog? Castle Street. Castle Street. So it's... Town centre, 
Um, so we figured it's quite a good location yeah. to run our first Etsy and Reading Indie yeah. Urban Market. <laughs> um, because it's yeah, it's very convenient for people just doing their shopping to pop in, um, come and see us and our stall holders and to get a beer and brunch afterwards. That's not a bad idea. No. It's not a bad <laughs> it sounds like a good them. Sunday. Yeah. So how, how did uh, you get... How did you find Brewdog? Was it just something that they approached you? Did um, you no. So we um, did a bit of a search for local locations. Um, and, I mean, you think 2nd December is ages away. I think yeah. we started looking in <laughs> July, beginning of August. But so many places were already booked up. Right, wow. Um, like big places like even um, like the Hexagon and the Town Hall. Yeah. Um, and we didn't know how much of a success it would yes. be. Um, so I remember Brewdog Space upstairs from yeah. the last iterations of whatever that building was. Uh, rhymed and public, yes. I think. Yes, pub, yeah. yeah. I'm even, I'm so do... I'd seen that space because um, I attend Are You Listen Festival every yes. year. Yeah. And they'd had um, some gigs up there. So I thought, oh. That space yeah. might be free. So I emailed Brewdog, and it was. Um, and they were very happy to host us um, and were very keen for us to do something sooner as well. Great. So that's, yeah, so Reading Indie Urban Market. Hello. In, yeah, yeah, done. And I, I, saw, I saw they advertised it for you as well. Which they did. Was, which was great. Yep, and the general manager at Brewdog has been, has been helpful and they've been doing stuff through their social media yeah. and on their big fancy advertising boards <laughs> at Brewdog as well. Fantastic. So, how many how many stalls did you have this time around? So we had, I think, eleven. Okay. Um, and it was the majority of which were um, creative, like makers. Yeah. Um, but we had a few other indie businesses as well. Um, so we had um, our last straw, who okay. do um, like eco and zero waste products. Yes. Yeah. And more than tacos that um, import handmade backs and things from Mexico and they're amazing um, so we didn't want to close it off to those yeah. businesses um, I think we'd be reluctant about letting too many kind of resellers in yeah. but if they're resellers well we kind of agree with their ethos and their yeah. products are amazing then yeah then they're welcome not? too yeah. so how, how, did, uh, how did it go down were you busy? we were really busy so we ran a raffle um, yeah. for the first 50 people um, to be entered into a prize draw to win a goodie bag yeah. with items from all of our sellers, or most of our sellers, I think, um, and they were gone within forty-five minutes. Oh wow! It's like a person a minute. Yes, that um, sounds good. Yeah, but we didn't have one of those fancy clickers. Ah, so yes. So next time we'll yeah. get one of those because yeah, we stayed busy throughout the day. Um, which was amazing for a first time, and and on a Sunday as well. That, yeah. That's that's quite. What, what time did it start? So we started at eleven and ran on until four, and we had to close the doors because there were still a few people trying to trickle yeah. in at four <laughs> o'clock. Um, but our agreement with Brewdog was until four, yeah. so I don't want to push my luck. No, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, yeah, I was surprised. I was absolutely terrified. Yeah, I've never organised anything like this before. So um, there were people queuing to get in. At oh 11, wow! Okay, and that's... that is the point. I thought. Oh, this might actually work. Yeah, that, that's got to be a great feeling. <laughs> yeah. Just seeing. So I'm we, so relieved. When you say so, was it was it that sort of queue that's sort of out the door, snaking down the street, or was it just? Oh, snaking down the street might be a bit of an exaggeration, yeah. but there was a a fair few people there. <laughs> it was enough for me to just think like, oh, 
I've actually done this. Yes. Like, this might go okay. <laughs> and yeah, it did. It went really, really well. That's that's absolutely terrific. So, so yeah, you're saying, um, obviously, quite quite nervous and, and uh, mm. beforehand. Having organised my events myself, I, I, I can appreciate what you were going through. Yeah. What, so what what were your biggest concerns? Well, my concern was, because I, I'm one of those stall holders. Yes. I've been there and I've been to markets that you're sat there for six hours in the cold yeah. with just a trickle of people coming through. Yeah. Um, and it's just so demotivating. So when um, when you're the one organising it yeah. and it's these people's livelihoods yeah, yeah. Um, it's the pressure's on you because all of those stallholders are looking at you aren't they yeah. going well you organise this where is everyone exactly and to know that they could go home at the end of the day and it's not been a waste of time for yeah, them yeah. that was my biggest worry because yeah I've done those markets and we wanted this one to be a bit of a antidote yes. to those church hall yeah. craft fairs that I don't know they, I don't think they appeal to everyone yeah. and I think we wanted to carve a little Niche, it certainly it? sounds like you have done. What sort of feedback did you have? Um, yeah, I think people really enjoyed it. There was quite a wide range of businesses. So we had a chocolatier there yeah. selling amazing stuff. Um, there was a few artists. Um, there was a stall selling um, like vegan beauty products. Yeah. And I think we kind of cracked it for a good mix of businesses. Mm. And they're all contemporary, so... There was no, you know, crocheted toilet roll holders <laughs> or... Um, but what you know, if you needed you know, a crocheted toilet roll holder? Well, there's a market for that, definitely. <laughs> um, but Possibly not. Yeah, possibly <laughs> not Brewdog's customer base. No, and that's, no, that's what we're going for, a bit of a contemporary yeah. kind of cool vibe. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a risk here and I'm going to ask. It sounds like uh, it's the sort of thing... That I, I, this is going to sound terrible. It sounds like the sort of thing that that women would be very interested in going to. Um, was, what was the mix like? Was you'd it? You'd be right, but it wasn't exclusive at all. Yeah. Um, so we had some amazing male vendors there as yes. well. It wasn't just a load of ladies sat yeah. around. Um, <laughs> so um, we had Matthew Potts, who's a great local artist, and we had um, Handy Downs 3D Prints. Oh wow! And he okay. actually bought a portable 3D printer with him and everyone yeah. male, female, kids were amazed by it Fantastic. Um, so there's definitely representation yes, there, good. That, yeah, that's we're what not I'm exclusive yes, yeah. I, I, uh, just, just if I can I suppose explain myself I, I don't want that to sound like, uh, <laughs> like I, I have preconceptions of anything but I just I, I suspect people listening to this might think one way or the other, but if they, you know, if it's a, if it's a real mix of, of things, that then that obviously yeah. is, is, and that's what we wanted to do. We wanted as much as everything as we could fit into yeah. the space, um, with a r- real wide range of yeah. products. Um, so there's something for everyone, and I think it worked. When you uh, when you closed up, uh, when you when you shut that door at four o'clock, what uh, what did you do? Uh, what did I do? Well, my intention yeah was to have a few pints yeah. But I was exhausted. <laughs> so I think I'd been so worked up over the fact yeah. that I didn't think anyone was going to come. Yeah. When we shut that door, I just sat down and was like, God, it's, yeah. like, it's over. I can now, rest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't actually worried anymore about it not working. Um, <laughs> so yeah, well, I'd like to say like, yeah, I celebrated. I went yeah. downstairs and had a few pints of 
punk IPA or something. Yes. And that didn't happen. <laughs> I was just exhausted, sadly. That's no, that's that's terrific. So, um, what it just I, I suppose I mean just to round up. Um, when's the next one? Is it going to be monthly? So um, we're looking at quarterly, I think. Okay. So I know I mentioned um, about the Etsy one. Yeah. So I'm the Etsy team captain for Reading. We're going to have one at Brewdog on the 2nd of December. Okay. And we're looking to hold um, uh, Reading's Indie Urban Market mid-September. Okay. So I'll be releasing info for that really soon because we'd welcome new vendor applications yeah. as well. Not for Etsy, that's closed, yeah. um, but for the Indie one. Okay. Um, and I'll announce that on our Facebook page, which is Reading's... India of a market. Yeah, find that on Facebook. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so you'll okay. find that on Facebook. I'll put all details of applications and stuff on there as it happens. Great. Um, okay, Becky, thank you. So I will finish, Becky, with asking you the question we ask everybody. Uh, tell us something that you that we wouldn't know about you. Uh, there's lots of really ridiculous facts about me and my past, um, <laughs> but one of them is um, I used to have a habit of gifting packets of fig rolls to musicians at gigs. And once um, I managed to gift a packet of fig rolls to Chris Shifflett, who's the guitarist from the Foo Fighters. And uh, he apparently was a massive fan of fig rolls, and I didn't even know. Oh, fantastic. So <laughs> yeah. you, didn't, you, knew this, you didn't know before? No, you... I gave them to everyone. Every gig oh. I went to, friend and I, I think it was his idea, I just stole it. <laughs> would just give fig rolls to musicians. Okay. Just <laughs> randomly. I, uh, so, so he liked fig rolls before you gave them to him, yeah. or after? Oh, wow! He was very impressed. Oh, and then it's I like you looked it up. <laughs> well, it is. And then I printed a photo of him clutching the fig rolls and wore it on a t-shirt next time I went to see the food fighters. <laughs> <laughs> I was a really cool teenager. Y- yes, yes, and a grown-up from what I remember. <laughs> the less said about that, probably <laughs> the better. <laughs> Uh, Becky, thank you very much for coming in to see us. Uh, I will let you get on with your lunch. Thanks, Tom. Cheers. This is Becky Stevens from Reading's Indie Urban Market, and you're listening to the Real Reading Podcast. Okay, that was Becky Stevens from Reading's Indie Urban Market. Have I got that the right way around? Yes, I have. Well done, me. Good old me. It is now time for everybody's favourite random question. And I believe it is Hugh's turn. And we need some more random questions because there's only two in here. So this could go one way or the other. I can't remember what the questions are either. So here we go. I expect they're about old school trips, aren't they? (laughs) (laughs) Every other one is an old school trip. Old school trip. No, it's uh, <laughs> favourite Reading radio jingle. Oh, this is a oh, good one. Oh, oh. Rachel's in straight away. Buzzers. I've got Reading jingle. And yes, like an advert. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So as heard on. Oh, you better not steal mine. I've got two. So, so can okay. I go first? Because I've only yes. got one. Go on. For beds in Reading, the place to be heading is Reading bedding. Reading bedding on Preston Road or Shinfield Road. For better beds at better prices. For be- oh, I forgot the last bit. Magnificent. And it's still there, so we've just given them a free plug as well. That's all right. Yeah. That's all right. They yeah. owe us Redding, a tenner. Reading bedding. Okay. Bed, well, I always used to wonder beds next time I need one. Is that if, um, with Reading bedding, I wonder if there was a similar concept in the town of Yedding. 
<laughs> I like to think that in the town of Yedding, there's also a, y- a Yedding Bedding, which has exactly the same same advert as well. And perhaps you could have a competition between Reading Bedding and Yedding yeah. Bedding to see to see which is the uh, which is the best. What bedding if Reading, can... Pennsylvania wants to get involved? Oh, home of Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> Well, she'd sing it, wouldn't she? She'd do she, the jingle. She, yeah, she, yeah, she, she would. would, yeah. Well, they, they probably, that, yeah, they'd somehow probably. mix it into something about how her ex boyfriend was mean. <laughs> yeah, she would. Or rubbish or whatever. Um, oh, what's my favourite? Uh, so oh. I'm just, no, I'm, sorry, I'm on a tangent now. I'm trying to think of other places that sound like Yedding or Reading. Oh, Hugh, do yours. Yeah, do yours. We could be here a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go on. Um, mine is Reg Vardy Ford. Oh, yes. Um, sing I, it. You've got to sing it. I'm not singing it. Okay. Um, but the um, the the jingle, I, the part of the jingle I remember was it went uh, Reg Vardy making cars affordable. Yes. But from what I heard, and this has been backed up by my mother because we have discussed this, the jingle <laughs> actually sounded like Reg Vardy making cars that fall apart. <laughs> and if anyone could, it, was, it was sung in the really kind of solely loud sort of 80s power ballad style which yes. I obviously <laughs> I'm not going to do but um, it, I was like I was just like mum they say their cars fall apart and then from, from that then on that's what that advert said uh, I, I don't think they're still around I just want to clarify uh, that if Reg Vardy is still around Yes, um, their cars do not they, fall. Apart. Cars do not fall apart. They're and very I good. I'm an idiot for Disclaim. thinking that yes. anyone would have an advert. Yes. In fact, we have all that. three of us have had cars from Reg Vardy for the last ten years, and they've all been yeah. absolutely mm. fine. Yeah. Yes. Really, so, real running podcast sponsored by Reg Vardy, <laughs> making cars fall. <laughs> so, what was your other one, by the way? It was Reading Bedding. Oh, okay, oh, fine. Thank God I got in there first. But also, uh, I'd like to give a mention to Brackenwood Windows as well. So, right. So this yeah. is this is interesting because back in. 2016, I came up with the idea for a piece of content on Get Reading that was never taken forward called Reading Radio Jingles That Will Make You Hate Us. And we never did it. And I listed all of the ones I could think of. So we had Brackenwood, which was Brackenwood. Yeah, it's just something like, something like a pirate. Wouldn't yes, it? something like that. Um, Reading Bedding, uh, Reg Vardy, uh, Mattress Man. When you call the Mattress Man. <laughs> Can't think of the rest of the words. <laughs> um, no, don't remember that one. Berkshire Fiesta Centre. Yes. Berkshire Fiesta Centre. So these, I think most of these would have been right. on two ten. Rock or, Choir. Oh, we could get. Can you the, see now yes. why I go to choir? Yes. We get Rock Choir to sing the we, jingles. Yes. 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 Do it. Oh so we need to get the flash box. Flash. <laughs> you, could um, go, you could get the rock choir to go to the locations. Uh, oh, you could go to Reading Bedding and do a flash mob outside singing. Any oh. excuse to a flash mob here. Singing the Reading Bedding any excuse. jingle. And then um, you could go to where, where the other places, if they don't exist anymore, what they are now. And that would be even funnier because that would be really <laughs> They wouldn't know what's going on. Go all, to, so all of these jingles would have been on um, 1431 Classic Gold or 210FM. Um, that were out of the place on Bath Road. Two one zero. Yeah. Two one zero. Two one zero. And maybe Trevor's on radio. Two one zero. Maybe maybe Reading one zero seven as well. I'm not sure. I That's think Reading one zero seven. Yeah. 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 So well, the I last one. Oh. Yeah. Right. Okay. Oh. So the last one I'm saving till the, the very end was uh, Lafford and Levy. Yeah. Speak to the lads at Lafford and Levy. Speak to, to the, the lads at Lafford and Levy. Just went on and on and on. Speak to the lads. Yeah. Speak to the lads at Lafford and Levy now. Yeah. Marvellous. Beautiful. Yeah, that's the one. I've also got Drew's, but I don't remember that one. Drew's, no? No, that no. one's lost. Um, okay, 
So that was the random question. I think that was a rather special random question. <laughs> that was pretty good, yeah. And if anyone's got any other memories of uh, radio jingles that we haven't yes. mentioned, let us know. We would love to know at Real Reading Pod on Twitter. And uh, if anybody would like to start petitioning Rock Choir to do radio <laughs> jingles, then yeah. we are all for it. We will back this all the way. We will all, all the way, yes. Oh. You said your Rock oh, Choir started listening to Lucy. them. She's going to, uh, she's going to thank me for that. She, she's a listener, isn't she now, I believe? Forget, um, I think Forget so. living on a prayer. Yeah. Everyone's done that. Yeah. So over Footloose. Yeah. It's all about laughing let, lo- let loose Footloose. Yes. <laughs> okay. Thanks, guys. Uh, we will look forward to some rock choir flash mobs outside Reading. Um, but I won't be telling you when they are. Oh, no, no, no. Don't worry. Or if, in fact, there are any. That's the whole point of a flash mob. Yeah. Um, if you're enjoying our, our, our prattlings about Reading, and I think they've improved since the start of the show, um, <laughs> and if you've come this nice, far... Got into a nice groove. <laughs> it's, I think it's a sort of flash mob rut now. Yeah. Um, if you've come this far, then we are assuming you must be. Please hit subscribe on your podcast app to get the latest episode every Monday morning. If you want to get involved in the show, you can find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod, uh, Facebook by searching Real Reading Podcast. We're on Instagram, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, there might be prizes for anybody who writes a review about flash mobs or radio jingles or anything like that. Um, we don't have any prizes. Or solves my parking problems. Or solves your parking problems. Yeah. What we could do is get someone to record a jingle for the Real Running podcast. Yes, that would and be good as well. Send it to us and then maybe we could consider using it. That would be a good idea as well. Any profanities or yes, I'll worry about us. Is that like a listener competition you're launching right Yes, there? but just to be clear, there's no prize. <laughs> Apart from pride. Yes, and you know what that comes before. <laughs> um, that's it for this week. Uh, we will see you again next week when we have a Reading Institutions special. And by institutions, I don't mean like, you know, it, it's you know, things that have been around in Reading for a long time. Yeah, not, not the other type of institution. Not the other type of institution. <laughs> um, so, uh, bye! bye. This is Becky Stevens from Reading's Indie Urban Market and you're listening to The Real Reading Podcast.